Hello and welcome back to the Everything Must Go podcast. I am Stephen alongside here with Brandon and today we will be discussing self-awareness and self-confidence and our personal journeys with it and what we have experienced. So Brandon, off the top here, how do you define self-awareness? Well, specifically to to me, defining a person who is self-aware is a person who understands strengths and weaknesses, kind of what makes them tick, uh, their personality, um, really having an awareness, not to be redundant, of, of uh, what goes into who we are. Okay, so that, that being the case, because I mean, I, I pretty much agree with that, but that being the case here, I'm going to ask Brandon a couple of questions regarding his self-awareness so we can get an idea of what it is we're working with here. And then I'll, I'll answer these questions real quick too. But do you consider yourself self-aware and why? It's weird. We, we had a conversation about this actually last night on the phone. I, I feel like I am self-aware, but at the same time, I can be the most <laughs> unself-aware person. I think because I think a lot about who I am and who I want to be. And so with that, I pay attention to um, what situations, uh, you know, make me, uh, make my skill set stand out or what, what situations I'll be good in. But I think other times I'm unaware because there, there's a certain idea of an ideal self, this person that I really want to be. And sometimes it's not always in alignment with who I actually am. And so, and then also I think experiences in general can sometimes impact the decision-making process that we have. Uh, you know, if you go through something difficult, sometimes you want to, it, it'll, it'll shift the path that you're on. And I've, I've dealt with that before where certain things have hit me hard and I've kind of begun to mold my direction, my direction in a way that might actually not be the best for my personality, but the way that I think would be best based on what I've experienced. It, it's tough to explain it without a uh, without specifics, but I am curious. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I consider myself to be a very self aware person, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I get like this is a very interesting topic for me because I kind of think it's one of my bigger strengths in life is that I'm pretty in tune with who I am and like I know my strengths and know my weaknesses and I can I don't know I, I feel like I, I don't live in a state of delusion <laughs> I know we we make this dude, joke you're filled with oh. delusion dude <laughs> <laughs> we make this joke a lot about dude you're just filled with delusion but I feel like I'm usually pretty pretty in tune with things so um yeah, and I, I consider myself self-aware because I know my strengths and weaknesses. I think that's a big part of it. What about, do you consider yourself self-confident and why? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think that, uh, I, I mean, ever since I can remember, obviously I have insecurities like I think any person does here and there. But overall, at my core, I think I'm pretty confident in who I am and um, I'm not afraid to hide who I am. So... I think, honestly, I don't think it's like this big strength thing or this big brave thing because I've never really been afraid of being who I am. So, but I would consider myself self-confident. What about you? I would agree. Yeah, I, I think I'm a very self-confident person and a big part of it is kind of as we talked about knowing 
yourself very, very well. And once you, you do that, you can kind of push yourself towards the things that, that you're going to succeed at and stay away from the things that maybe you're going to fail at. And if there are things that you think you need to succeed at, then maybe go in, if, if you're not great at it, like maybe try to get better at it by pushing yourself and then maybe you can gain some self-confidence in that. But I feel fairly confident that if I really care about something, I, I'm going to, I'm going to do what it takes to, um, to make it. Um, so give me an example of something from your perspective that is a not self-aware, uh, experience, whether it's something that maybe you did in the past that you don't feel too good about or something that someone did around you where you were like, Ooh, (laughs) that's Uh, rough. Well, I'll just focus on a situation that I think I've had. Uh, I think for, I think people that know me would probably, would probably say, that I'm an extroverted person. I, I believe I am as well. I, I have a lot of joy in talking to people and I even like talking to strangers. And one of my favorite things to do when I was younger was pretending that strangers were my best friend or <laughs> not really that extreme, but just, I would pretend like we've known each other for a really long time. And I, I just always really liked those, uh, interactions. Um, so I have always been this kind of extroverted person, this outgoing person, um, but I think in more recent years, actually not even more recent years, I there was a part of me growing up who I kind of had it drilled into me to be really determined towards something. And especially because I was always a big dreamer, it was like you're dreaming for things that are bigger um, than maybe a normal person would. So you got to work even harder. That was kind of my thought process. And so with that being said, I... I, I kind of shied away from social life. I felt like it was a distraction in a lot of ways. And that was also kind of drilled into me too. Um, as if it, it didn't have as many good qualities as I think that it can. Um, I mean, everything, if you are indulging in anything, it can be a little too much. Like you got to pick and choose your battles. But I think, I think an unself-aware thing is I at times have kind of disappeared from the face of existence <laughs> because I think like, <laughs> I like need time to like figure my shit out before I can be extroverted again. But it's like, but if I'm an extroverted person, wouldn't being extroverted and social and stuff help me feel more like myself? So uh, there's a there's a tricky balance there. But I think there have been times where I've taken it too extreme to a point of being not self-aware. What what about you? So for me, an example of me not being a self-aware person, when I was like a really little kid, and I feel like I, I rarely ever talk about this, but when I was really little, I thought like being a rock star would be super cool. But I mean, obviously there's a lot of reasons why self-awareness-wise this would be, it didn't really make a lot of sense. Like one, I uh, if you ever hear me sing, I'm not the best, to put it <laughs> what? one way. What? <laughs> Get the uh, fuck out of here. <laughs> and um, two... I like having a routine of some sort. Like I, I'm very big on, like I eat pretty similarly. I, I like wake up. I do, and, and if if you if you like do too much to throw off my routine, I don't like it, and I get um, kind of frustrated by it sometimes. And but there were there was times where I thought that being a rock star would be a good fit for me because I'm like yeah all this like great lifestyle stuff like this is badass. But the idea of moving around all over the place never getting to uh, like have like in, like great relationships with people because you're always moving from city to city. 
Uh, I'm not into drugs at all, so this like rock and roll drug lifestyle thing would have totally not fit me at all. It'd be hard to raise a family, which is something I want to do at some point. And you put it all together, and just a lack of, just a general lack of self-awareness on that. And luckily, I mean, I didn't, I didn't go towards trying to be a rock star, so it's not a big deal. But a lot of people, they do. <laughs> they go towards this stuff. One thing I can say is I think that there are probably a lot of people who relate to the idea of self-sabotage. And it might be on bigger scales, but I think that in a broad sense, I can see that in both you and I sometimes when we just talk on a, a regular basis. And we'll, we'll like have a conversation on the weekend about how this, this, and this is the right way that we can kind of go about the person that we want to be and do this thing. And then the next week I talk to you and it's like, shit, why did I do this one thing that I know, I know is not good for me, but it's, I'm a big offender. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think that's something a lot of people relate to you. You've got all the tools at your disposal to understand who you are and what, what makes you tick and everything. But sometimes it's a lot harder it's a lot easier said than done to make those tools a part of reality. And so that's that's something that I think having a perspective of and you know we talk about not getting to a place of self-loathing because it can be so easy for us to just be like god I fucking I did this thing again that I knew was just going to suck. I mean you could just get into this freaking downward spiral of beating yourself up because of this stuff and I think that you have to give yourself a break. Like a lot of these improvements are to evolve as a person is going to take time and you're slowly going to slowly but surely maybe going to cut those things out and you're always you know we've talked a lot of times about how you're going to have your vices here and there but i think uh be more realistic with ourselves and understanding that we're not going to be perfectly self-aware all the time sometimes we're going to do those things that sabotage ourselves, but not to let that compound into more self-sabotage and un- unaware uh, situations well, i i think that it kind of segues a little bit into uh, one of our now, now that we've kind of like level set the idea of how we perceive self-awareness and our thoughts on it let's like dive into a couple of topics of discussion so first one here do you think that self-awareness has any negative aspects i know from my perspective yes <laughs> i think self-awareness can be tricky because i think we can and if if we there, there are two things that I think stand out to me here. One, I think if we are, we believe that consciously we're, we're self-aware, a lot of times things can kind of become a self-fulfilling prophecy. You'll just be like, oh, I know in that situation I wouldn't be good because this is my personality. And it's like, okay, but if you don't actually try, you don't know. So you're, you're making that belief true because you're not trying. You're not going to be good in that situation because you're not going for it. And uh, d- does that point make sense? Yes. I want to make sure I tra- <laughs> actually, articulate it well. It's actually a really good point. <laughs> yeah. So the second thing, so there's that, the, the consciousness of our self-awareness and how it can kind of prevent us from taking risks or getting out of our comfort zone, which helps us grow and maybe even become more self-aware. So there's that part. But there's also, I think sometimes, uh, and the reason I'm thinking about this is because uh, an episode of Game of Thrones, <laughs> I know you don't watch that show, but at, I was watching the inside the episode of Game of Thrones, and they were talking about a character named Tyrion, and how he's so clever. And the the director, one of the directors, said, you know, sometimes clever people's weakness is their own cleverness, because they they don't think that they can be fooled or whatever. I think sometimes when you're knowledgeable about yourself, uh, 
you think nothing's going to get by you or that you can't be surprised. There's a little aspect of that. And it's like life has so many surprises and twists and turns. You're going to be unprepared at times, no matter how self-aware you are. And so I think having being able to stay in a constant state of obviously knowing who you are and st- remaining strong in that, but also understanding that maybe some things are going to surprise you along the way. Dude, really good point because – in my personal life, there are times where I just think that I can't be fooled or I avoid situations because I'm like, well, I, know, I just know myself. Like, there's, there's no reason that I should try this because the last time I tried it, it didn't work. Or, like, I know that this is just not the right thing for me. So I think a lot of times self-aware people can be very stubborn because I think at some time it is that little bit of naive qualities that actually make you do things that are beneficial sometimes and sometimes you need a little, I don't want to say you need a little stupidity because that sounds like not the best way that, to word it, but I, I love do. that. that the <laughs> ignorance is bliss thing. We talked yes. about that. Yeah. We've talked, yeah, we've 100%. talked about this in a prior, ep- I think it was episode nine. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss. We talked all about this. It is true though, because if you really think about a situation and you think about all the things that could happen and you're like very self-aware of that, you might just not do it because you'll just weigh the pros and cons You'll think about the situation. Like, I've been here before. But if everyone had that personality type, then nobody would ever uh, – I mean, it would just be a lot more difficult for people to do certain things. And yeah. I, I do think you're right. Like, a negative sometimes is you get too stubborn as a result of this. Yeah, I think we all have our place in the world. Uh, you know, the ignorant – the ignorance is bliss people. You know, they, they kind of – maybe they might just all be action, not really thinking about things. And then there's the maybe more um, intuitive people who sit back and maybe make some decisions after thinking things through. You know, all of us kind of have our roles in certain things. I think um, I think about it back when I was an athlete, you know, the stereotype of the dumb jock. A lot of that – a lot of times you get that because – a lot of sports are a mental game where it's like if you baseball is probably one of the biggest ones i would argue in in my opinion it maybe is the biggest mental game because this is a game where you fail 7 out of 10 times and that's succeeding so how it's it's a weird construct and so baseball was a tough thing for me because I was a person who really got in my head about things and thought about things and analyzed things. And you almost can't do that sometimes. You can't be self-aware. You just got to keep moving. You just got to let things slide off of you and keep rolling. And uh, so that's that's just a tricky balance to navigate. And um, I think you're right. Sometimes that, that ignorance is bliss mentality might actually be more beneficial than, than self-awareness just to allow us to kind of move forward almost. Yeah. No, and that that kind of goes under the the same, or it just kind of goes under the the self confidence thing. For me, with baseball, um, do you think self awareness and self confidence are connected? And I think a hundred percent yes, because a good example of this whole self awareness thing is, I would get in my head sometimes in baseball because if I was in a slump, and if you guys aren't familiar with what a slump is in baseball, it's like when you you keep getting out pretty much. And you feel like every time you hit the ball, someone catches it or you strike out all the time. And that would get into my head sometimes. And I would be up at the plate and I needed to just kind of like let go and just be more reactive to things. But I was very self-aware of the fact that I'm right in the midst of this slump and that there's probably a hitch in my swing or something. 
and it would kill my self-confidence and it would end up just kind of spiraling into something. So I do think, and this is just one example of why I think self-awareness and self-confidence are connected, but I've talked about this a whole bunch of times that my self-confidence has come as a result of me uh, challenging myself at things that I didn't feel very good about. And then once I accomplished them, then they weren't so scary anymore because I felt like I could, I could do them. And after I accomplished them, well, that obviously made me feel good. And then that helped my self-confidence. So I was very self-aware that I had an issue with, you know, I didn't, I didn't move away from uh, the state of Ohio until I was 19. So I had always lived in the same general area my entire life. But I, I was self-aware of the fact that that might pose some, like some issues with understanding things when I'd only gathered one perspective. But I was a little, you know, I was a little afraid to step outside of that box. But once I did, and I realized it's not so scary, I can do this, my self-confidence grew as a result of that. And then I realized there was sort of a trend there. But what do you, what do you think? Do you think that these two are, are connected? Well, something that you said made me want to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, you and I would probably consider ourselves pretty ambitious people, right? Yep. Uh, would you even go as far to say that we're, we could be called dreamers? Yes. Do you think that characteristic itself hinders our ability to be self-aware at times? I, you know, when I was thinking about this episode, this topic came up in my head because I have been called a dreamer a bunch of times in my life, whether by family or friends, because I see a lot in my future and there's a lot that I want out of my life. And I guess I don't see myself as being a dreamer because I think I'm, I feel like I'm self-aware of the fact that it is possible that I have the ability to do that stuff. So to me, that's not being a dreamer. And that someone who just says, oh, you're being a dreamer is someone who's set expectations too low either in their own life or maybe they don't see in you what you see in you. Or they, but the, they don't think that they could do what you yes. are setting out to do. So they think that it's the same same situation for you. Yes, where, but it's not. And that's yeah. the thing is I think it happens a lot of times with us is that people are just like, well, uh, I couldn't – like the amount of times that people – and this is one of the most frustrating things – that people – base something on your life based on their life, even though there's actually no correlation whatsoever. It's, it's like they think they know you better than you know you. And it's very annoying. Like they don't know how hard you work or they don't know how bad you want something or they don't know everything about you. So it's easy just to be like, oh, you're just a dreamer. But then you look and there's people in life who get to the places that you want to go. And what were those people? Were they dreamers or were they self-aware of the fact that they had the ability to do it, and then they went for it. Yeah, they had a vision. They saw it through. Yeah. I Well, the reason, another reason why I, I thought about this is because this has actually been something that's on my mind in full transparency. You know, you and I have a lot of conversations about this podcast and, and where we're going with things, being content creators. Uh, and I've always felt, I've always felt that I could do something bigger than just the the nine to five. And I, I honestly don't think that I thrive very well in those nine to five situations. I think anything I put my mind to, I can succeed at. But I think if I wanted to have sustainable happiness and success in what I do, I see myself in a bigger role than that. But this whole situation for me to go to school versus like maybe moving to Chicago and 
us kind of going full-fledged at that thing, a part of it has been, okay, am I being self-aware? There's been this kind of debate in my own head of, would me making that decision be just me uh, thinking that I'm I'm something special or overthinking what I'm capable of? Or am I actually, do I actually believe in what I'm capable of and think that I could see it through? Versus should I remain on the path that I'm on? Because there's no scenario in the path that I'm on that I wouldn't be able to become like a counselor unless I like somehow lost my license. But if I, as long as I pass all my classes, which I will, and get my degree, then I just have to take a test to get licensed and boom, I'm licensed. That's it's just, it, it's it's a straight line. Uh, it's a linear step-by-step uh, -step process. And then I'd be in that career. And so I'm, I was thinking, you know, is that more realistic? But it's like, well, it's easier but is that, am I selling myself short here? Because I've always believed in myself to do something bigger. So I think I think the self-awareness and self-confidence thing do absolutely come into each other because you have to have a, a belief in yourself and the awareness of who you are to kind of bolster that up. And I think, um, I think a lot of the people that I see who struggle with the most insecurity aren't you know, the, the, the least amount of self-confidence a lot of times will either um, not really have, have a sense of self-awareness or they'll just avoid it altogether. Like they don't want to confront who they really are as if they're like scared of finding out who they are. And it's, mm -hmm. it's tough because you just want to like look that person in the eyes and say, hey, you're fine. You're just, you're a person. Like we're all trying to figure it out out here. It's fine. Yeah, dude, we'll, and we'll we'll talk actually about that a little bit more later because I I do think a lot of times that people are their own worst enemy with this stuff. Yeah. Do you do you think you have to go through a specific like series of events to develop self awareness, or do you think that you can set yourself up by learning it from others or by like some specific means of doing so? I honestly think it's all of the above. I, I think it really can be. You can experience events and. It, and if you use those events as a learning process to move forward, uh, you can kind of uh, look at okay, you know, where did I, where could I have handled this situation better here, or you know, what's instead of I in the episode that I was uh, without you, I talked about accountability, and I think that's where accountability comes into play was when you're looking back on certain events in your life, being honest with yourself about, uh, hey. Yeah, it, it might be cool to, or not cool, but it might be nice to sit back and say, well, the reason this happens is because of them, 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 and them. You know, I was doing everything the best that I could, but am I really progressing at all? Am I evolving at all by doing that? And I think that certain events you can, even if maybe you were the better person, the you took the high road in situations, maybe you have a learning experience within those events. Um, and then I think learning it from others, I think that's why history is so important to pay attention to. Because we have, we always talk about how history repeats itself. I, I've actually like think, thought about it lately, how I kind of want to know more about my bloodline. Like going back in years and seeing what mistakes people might have met made and and uh, just who the people were that oh my god i just thought about down. that what if like we like look at our bloodline and we just find like very specific things that do they did all the same stuff as us 
<laughs> well, I, it's funny because that actually somewhat happened. When I was a freshman in college, I ended up making very parallel mistakes to stuff that my dad did when he was like 16. And he would give me shit about that. He's like, I mean, you're you're 18 now. How are you making those mistakes? <laughs> <laughs> really? You yeah. You a hard time about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's, I mean, that's not really a big deal. But anyways, the, the idea of of like looking at other people's mistakes and and uh, and learning from it if you're able to to look at it in that analy- analytical sense uh, i think in a lot of ways um, taking the emotion out of the situation to try to find who we are and um, how we can always grow is something that i would encourage but then also there are times where it's like let's just let's tone it back a little bit we don't need to overthink all of this stuff I mean, there are things that I still think about that happened freaking eight years ago that I'm just like, Brandon, this, it's over. Like, calm down, let it go, just like move on. It's totally fine. Um, and so there, there can be a little bit of that as well. But I mean, what are your thoughts? I kind of talked up a storm there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. Um, obviously, going through events yourself, it's always easier to be self aware when you think that you're great at something. And then like life hits you in the face and you're like, oh, okay, maybe I wasn't so great. I think, I think sometimes it's frustrating for me. So I went to a school, I graduated with like 450 people in my graduating class, which was relatively big for the other uh, like schools in the nearby area. And sometimes when I would hear about kids who were like great athletes who went to a school uh, with a graduating class of maybe 40 or 70 people or something, I'm like, okay, I think you need to have some... It's not to say that you couldn't be a great athlete in that situation, but I think there's a little bit of self-awareness on you didn't have much competition, so maybe like you don't actually know uh, mm-hmm. where you stand on that in the same way that sometimes people, when they're a big fish in a little pond, they're just, it, it almost has a, a way of inflating your ego potentially if you aren't self-aware and you don't realize like there's other things out there than this little world that you live in. So I do think that yes, you can see it um, from other people's points of view, but I just don't think that everyone's as good at that. Like you, cause you see people all the time who live in their own little box and they never leave, they never leave it. So I think it kind of depends on what person you are. I've in general, I've been pretty good at uh, seeing other people. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm just kind of a curious person. So I've seen other people's situations and been like, okay, I probably shouldn't even have views on this because I don't have enough information on it. So I don't think you have to go through specific events, but no. I think it's very valuable to go through specific events in your life because when you go through them, you're you're going to come out a, a different person on the other side. I think a lot of people would argue that when they go through difficult times, it's the best learning experiences of their life. It makes them stronger, and, exactly. and we could probably attest to that as well. I think um, you, you brought up a, uh, an interesting point about people kind of remaining in their box, so it's not always an easy thing to see. I mean – gay marriage was just legalized in the last like decade good point <laughs> so i mean that that feels like a, a parallel mistake to women not being able to vote and racism in america like all of these things it, you think that it wouldn't have taken this long for something like m- anybody can get married if they want to get married but it happened and um so yeah i i think that you're it's tough to say, yeah, this is something that everybody should pay attention to because maybe not everybody has that that ability to to see that in other things. Um, 
But I think I think another thing too is that's this is kind of what psychology is built around is the self awareness. It's kind of taking a look under the hood of our brains, of our psychology, of our emotions, of you know all of this stuff. And that's why I love this science so much is. You know, these personality tests, a lot of people might look at them and just be like, oh, it's just another one of those quizzes that tells me, you know, which Game of Thrones character I am, you know, <laughs> a different version of that. But it actually, I think, like these tests are, are run through research and different uh, scenarios over and over again to test the validity and the, the, the ability to replicate the results. And I think that they show you, I took a personality test the other day, um, that I think opened my eyes to things that I wasn't being self-aware about. I mean, it, it kind of led to an enlightening moment for me. So that's another just small way, like little things within psychology that have been set up to to help us find out who we are as people, I, I think are very valuable in developing self-awareness. Dude, I took a I took that test the other day about my uh, my personality type, and I am a dominant personality type, I found out. And it was interesting we were in a room of introverts and extroverts and it was interesting to hear the people who were identified as introverts about how they don't like a lot of the ways that extroverts handle conflicts. Mm -hmm. And it was weird because people might consider the way that I handle uh, conflict to be abrasive sometimes. Yeah. And I, I could see that definitely, but it, it is weird to actually hear someone say, yeah, sometimes I need some time to think and I don't want you to push me. So that, that was a moment of where I thought I was being self-aware on how to handle situations, but I clearly wasn't. Well, that's, that's kind of the flip side of this is being sort of outside of yourself and seeing the peripheral view, being, having a perspective of how other people might be. Maybe you are very self-aware of how you handle things and how you do things, but maybe you're so self-aware in your own right that you're not aware of your surroundings Almost where I, I really liked when you sent me those results because I, I really wanted to take that test because I was like I wonder how certain people that are different than me might I might come across to them so that maybe I can understand that a little better becoming aware of not necessarily myself in that regard but becoming aware of how other people might perceive me just so maybe I, I'm a little better prepared for that situation. Dude, I would love to have you take this because I'm, I'm very curious. <laughs> yeah, I would like to as well. Uh, let's Okay, so let's move into a new segment that I have here. Do, one do, of the things, do, 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 do. Yeah. That's, that's the music for the new segment. <laughs> so one of the things, and I think this is a good time to bring it up, one of the things that Brandon and I talked about doing is just, uh, we're, we're both big on this, but I'm all, I'm all for uh, like reevaluating things, uh, whether it's, my like small things, my day to day, big picture things. And one of the things we wanted to do was try switching it up. So I'm taking a different role on the episodes uh, with just trying to write in some different segments, just trying some different things out. So uh, I wrote today's segment. Today's segment is called Cocky or Confident. And let me preface this by saying the reason why I decided to include this today is one, I thought it was pretty fitting to what we're, uh, what we're talking about. And two, a lot of times, I'll, uh, I'll get called cocky by someone, or sometimes I'll be called confident by someone, and I think it's kind of a fine line on what is really the difference between the two of these. And I'm not talking about the dictionary definition, I'm just saying like people's perception on the differences here. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to list someone, and then we have to decide, is this person cocky or is this person confident? 
And on this list here, I'm going to ask them to Brandon. I'll give my take on them as well. Because um, <laughs> some of these some of these are kind of goofy. Uh, but you know what? We're a couple of goofy guys. and uh, couple of goofy guys. A couple of goofy Woo-hoo. guys. <laughs> also... Uh, we might have we might have music for this at some point. We don't know. Maybe we'll just throw this out and throw it in the trash. But for this segment, first the first person we have to decide on are they cocky or are they confident is Eminem. I will say younger Eminem was cocky. I'd say Eminem now is confident. Ooh, you know what? I don't think we're even gonna have a disagreement here. I feel like. Definitely younger. Okay, I think Eminem has always been confident. He had to have been confident to to have this big of a dream and to go after it. Uh, but definitely cocky in the fact of, like, if you listen to some of his lyrics in his songs, you, you got to say he's cocky. And Kim has specifically said that this man is cocky. So I think we're going to agree on this one. Well, I, I think about, like, rappers a lot of times have to give out a certain persona. I think about MGK because I watch him on – when the whole MGK versus Eminem thing came out, there was this, I feel like MGK was like acting really hard. Like he was just this badass gangster guy, <laughs> but I watch him in some interviews now and I'm starting to like him cause he's not acting that way anymore. So there is a, I feel like you do get to see a little bit of a difference. Uh, to be honest with the more I'm thinking about it, like is, is, is Eminem really like not cocky anymore? I mean, I'm thinking about like what he said in kill shot. I feel like that's still pretty cocky. I don't know. <laughs> you're allowed to disagree with me. I don't know why yeah, you're I might trying to disagree. change my mind, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he, he's a, cl- he's a close call, but the next one, I feel like, um, all right. So next one, Donald Trump, cocky or confident? Narcissistic. Is that an option? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not. I mean, I think probably narcissistic is probably more cocky, is it not? Than confident. Sure. <laughs> I, I I think so. I mean, that's the way I would perceive it. I I personally think that he's cocky because part of my thought process, if someone says confident or cocky, is when you just have very very strong views on things that you know, like like being like super defensive, like the fact that Donald Trump always talks about the fact that no one nobody knows like some nobody knows like building a wall better than me like he always does this kind of thing and like there's just nothing back it's interesting though because he became president he was cocky (laughs) about that right but he actually did it so maybe he's confident (laughs) maybe we're off base no i just think I don't even think cocky. I, I think that specifically it's narcissism. A lot of the, the narcissistic personality has a lot of it's 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 this build up like you are very confident. So that is the cocky aspect. You act like you are confident, but you can't ever really critique them on their own stuff because they get really defensive. We talked about this a lot in my my psychology courses because narcissistic personalities, you very rarely get them in counseling sessions because they don't think there's anything wrong with them. (laughs) So the only time you really see them if it's like marriage counseling and the the spouse is like, yeah, we need to work on things. And then they come in and they're like, I don't know what her problem is. She's a bitch. I'm fine. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, Ooh, this next one. All right, <laughs> all right. The next one on here. Uh, Stephen Russell B. What do we B- think about him? Butch Boss was cocky. <laughs> Stephen Russell B. is confident. <laughs> I think I think you said this the other day, and I'm gonna agree with this. <laughs> oh man, uh, you definitely have times of cockiness too. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You you really think that? 
Yeah, you still. Are we about to fight? I'm you still show. think you're better than me at basketball because you beat me eight to four that one time that I wasn't <laughs> trying. It's cockiness. All right, let's get a let's get a let's get a LeBron James. LeBron James, <laughs> I mean, confident. He's he's pretty damn good. Dude, I think so too. Everyone like calls him cocky, and he does have some, like the King James thing. That act of him getting a King James tattoo, I'd say that's cocky. In general, though, I think he's just a confident guy. Okay. <laughs> They're throwing a curveball on here. Johnny Depp. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know enough about Johnny Depp and his like personality. I don't really like watch interviews or anything with him. Uh, we'll just say he's a quirky confident. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I actually just think he's off base. He's off base. That's, <laughs> That's the uh, addendum to this. He's, He's off base. base. He needs to get back to the <laughs> basics. All right, we got one. We got one more on here. Oh, this is interesting. All right, one more, and then we're gonna take a break. All right, so high school Brandon. Ooh, high school Brandon. This guy was freaking oozing BDE, <laughs> big dick energy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going with cocky. Well. I don't even have to know him, and I just everything I hear about him, he's just cocky. He's so. cocky. Dude. I don't like him. No. He's never been cocky. I actually, it's funny because I did get called cocky by a lot of people back in that day. Oh, interesting how that works. Is it? Does it even matter if you think that you're cocky or confident if someone else calls you cocky? I, I guess I don't know. I, I, people have their own definitions of shit. I think none of it matters at all, so fuck it. <laughs> That's something a narcissist would say. High, high school Brandon was fucking dope, all right? That's when I peaked, bros. All right, guys, this has been <laughs> cocky or confident. I lo- what, With that being said, what, what happened to this segment being called "You Tell Me"? Oh Talk yeah, you, coming, tell, you me. tell me. You didn't even add that. You wrote that part into this, and you didn't even say it. <laughs> what I really meant to say is this: you is even called, put it in all caps. What the hell? <laughs> Dude, am I off base? You're off base, man. I'm off base on my own segments. This has been "You Tell Me," cocky, confident. Thanks for listening. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, let's. Let's take a break. Let's take a freaking break. What's going on? <laughs> well, um, I uh, just finished my second semester in school. So, um, how them grades? I got one A and one B, and my B was a freaking eighty-eight point, or like an eighty-eight point three. So freaking close to an A. Um, but all I need for tuition reimbursement is a B, so it's I still get still get that money for that. So. Uh, overall, it was a good semester. I'm ready to be on to the next classes. I start next week. So um, that's really what I've been focusing on. I had like a 15-page paper that I wrote. Uh, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I was up till 6.40 in the morning one night last week. <laughs> <laughs> or two weeks ago. Where was it last week? I don't even remember anymore. My freaking brain's gone. <laughs> but uh, that's really all I've been up to. Um, just school. I saw Avengers Endgame. Very, very good. Uh, watching Game of Thrones a lot. So that's about it. What about you? Dude, Game of Thrones, dude. I've just been on I've been on that Game of, Thro- game of Thrones. <laughs> you can't even fucking say it. So you know this guy's a fucking phony. <laughs> I've never seen Game of Thrones. You heard it here, guys. I've never seen it once. And uh, I've actually never seen Lord of the Rings. Actually, I did see Lord of the Rings like for an hour once. And I heard that that show or that movie is kind of similar. That show? What the... Does this guy know anything? Do you, I'm actually wondering, is your house a rock? 
You live under this goddamn rock. <laughs> Am I off base or what? Oh my god! All right, so for me, now that we're back, uh, back in time of recording this episode, I actually just went to the Cubs game. I hate those guys, but I did go to see them. It is nice to go to a, Dude, a baseball game. You've changed game. ever since you moved to Chicago. You used to be a huge Indians fan. Now you're a huge Cubs fan. You always support <laughs> them at their games every year. The Chicago's changed me. The podcast has changed me too. Changed. <laughs> uh, um, aside from that, I did a video last week, which we haven't talked about, called, uh, you don't even use real moves, which we could talk a little bit about it. We did it just last week. <laughs> we did it just last week. Brandon was in town for a day to do his, uh, directorial debut on my YouTube channel. Yep. It was, Do we uh, actually want to talk more about it, or are we going to leave it a mystery? <laughs> <laughs> no. So when I came to Chicago like a year ago, almost... We had we always had this like running bit where we talk about how when you play video games with somebody and they beat you by using the same move over and over again, a common phrase that would be uttered is you don't even use real moves. And well, so part of it was because I would do it right when we were playing like Super Smash Brothers back in uh, last year. That was like part of it. Yeah, I feel like so we we actually like made it into a video idea. And we recorded it again, like over a year ago. He just had it sitting around, would not edit it. I was really hoping that this video would go viral and be the one that, like, got you to fame because I wanted to rub it in your face so much because I would be on him every week. He he would he would call me like, "What do you think my YouTube video should be this week?" And I'm like, "Oh, I've got a really good idea. Have you uh, you know real moves?" And he still wouldn't fucking edit this goddamn video, but he finally did. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> if you guys want to see it, check it out on my YouTube channel, Stephen Russell B. It uh, it's it's worth the watch. It's a lot different than a lot of my other YouTube videos. Like this weekend, I'll be recording some uh, content that'll be more back to my normal style of just kind of picking a topic or doing a top ten list, things like that. Uh, I will do some more skits going forward though, because I did get I did get good reception, though it doesn't have a lot of views. I did get good reception to the people who did see it, um, and a lot of times with these types of videos, like. They're a little harder to get people to find, and I'm aware of that, but I do like incorporating skits because acting is something that I've always been a big fan of. Yeah. Um, aside from that, uh, I'm just going to be putting a little bit more of an emphasis on my YouTube channel going forward, try to do more, put a little more time into those videos and a little bit, um, more, maybe more activity on doing YouTube Live because I enjoy doing that a lot. And um, other than that, I'm just happy that the weather is finally going to be nice in Chicago. And I am going home in a few weeks. Oh, going nice. back. I didn't I'm even going know back that. Home. Yeah, going home in a few weeks. It's going to be nice for Memorial Day. Cool. I haven't been home all of 2019, so it's going to be nice. Should we do these uh, questions? We got some people that sent us yes. some questions for yes, us. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Um, I'll read the first one here. Um, so this is actually a question that I was asked. Uh, tell us about about uh, how you came to be so confident. Were you always like this? So I do consider myself to be a confident person now. Um, I was definitely not always like this. In fact, I don't I don't know, Brandon. From your perspective, did you feel like I was a confident person when you first met me, or do you think you noticed a difference in me? Um, I would say I that the confidence has a different vibe. I, I think that you 
you gave off a vibe of confidence, but because I knew you when I first, like when I began to get to know you, I could see that maybe some of it was a fake it till you make it type of thing. thing. I think it's a lot less of that now. Um, so I, I do think that you've evolved in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, it was I tough because you, you, when you and I met, you were, you just moved to Tennessee. You didn't know anybody. So you kind of had to fake it till you make, you didn't, you didn't know how people were going to react to who you were, all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, my confidence is something that has sort of like had a lot of like ebbs and flows in my life. But I would say for most of my childhood, it was pretty low on the confidence thing because most of the things that I was either pushed towards or I was um, or, or were important to me, I either didn't do much of or wasn't very successful at. I feel like I was pretty much never good at things. I was definitely more of a follower. I just had a really tough time finding my way as a person, and I didn't have the confidence or strength in myself to be sincerely me. Um, but as I've gotten older, it's probably been the thing that's changed about me the most. And it's come as a result of that self-awareness to work on the things that made me not self-confident. So if I wasn't like, there's some things in life you can't control, but there are some things in life that you can control. And for the things that I could control, like, you know, I remember being self-conscious about the fact I thought I had like a long neck and didn't have very broad of shoulders. But I actually could work on that if it was really that important to me by going to the gym and getting stronger. So I think once I was self-aware of the fact that I could make some things better, accepted the things that I wasn't as good at, and pushed myself at the things that I could be successful at, I think I just became a more confident person. So it wasn't always like this, but um, I, I, you know, I just have changed over time. Um, all right. Next question. Do you believe in fake it? Do you believe that fake it till you make it uh, is a good policy for something like we talked about today? Um, I think fake it till you make it can be very necessary for putting yourself in uh, situations that are out of your comfort zone and doing things that you, you might be afraid of. But having that surface level confidence or cockiness, whatever, to, to get you over the hump. But I think it's very important to balance it with an actual attempt to, while you're in the process of that, pay attention to who you are and not lose sight of that. Because I think if you're always faking it till you make it and you're not kind of developing yourself through those situations, you can kind of become a person that you don't even recognize within yourself and it can kind of get away from you a little bit. Um, so uh, I, I do think that it's a good policy as long as you are remaining uh diligent on uh, paying attention to who you are and, and learning who you are. I really think that the fake it till you make it is actually kind of what I did in a lot of ways. And I haven't, I'm not saying I've made it yet, but I've kind of like, I think I've latched onto that for myself because in school, my dad one time said to me, you know, if you, if you act like you're great and, and you really like show that confidence, like how's anyone going to know otherwise? Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of true. Like, I mean, I don't know. I just that was a big thing that I, I took with me. Yeah, my my point is the thing that I think that why it worked for you is because you've always kind of been a introspective person. You've thought about things and, and analyzed your surroundings and observed things, and you've been a curious person. So that fake it till you make it was really good for you because underneath it all, you were still working, 
And yeah. uh, I think a difficulty, if you're not going to take those steps underneath at all, you can build up this inflated ego almost, this very fragile uh, self-confidence that when things don't go, don't follow your fake it till you make it persona, you're like, shit, now who am I? What do I do? Uh, it didn't work this time. And, you know, so that's where that's where my point is on that. So um, the other we got another uh, just comment and we can kind of uh, digest this a little bit. But uh, an audience member wrote in self-awareness is found by focusing on why. And that's in all caps. Why is in all caps focusing on why you love like love or dislike something. Wait, love slash like or dislike something because it helps you learn about yourself. Um, and I think that's a good point. I think uh, the whys are uh, a lot of times really uh, big factors into finding out who we are as people. And again, I think there can be that balance of maybe not getting in, into it too deeply sometimes, finding a, a way to do it in a healthy manner where you're not always locked up in your own mind and giving power to thoughts that might be a little too um might be filled with delusion um yeah you feel with delusion <laughs> but i do think that there is an aspect to uh paying attention to the wise for sure yeah no i i agree with that cool uh all right let's let's uh go back into just a couple of points of discussion um how has self-awareness made your life better and do you have any specific examples of it um, how has self-awareness made my life better? Um, I think, well, I, I honestly think, you know, I've talked about this in the past, but I, I don't drink or uh, I've never, I've never had alcohol. Uh, and I think I'm really proud of when I was younger, being self-aware that I didn't need those things in social environments to bring something out of myself because a lot of times I think that's how it starts you you are shy in certain situations if that's your personality type or your peer pressure kind of gets into you but I wasn't really ever at risk for the peer pressure because I understood in myself that I could be okay with myself and 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 have fun at parties or you know whatever I went to without taking that step um and so I never went down that path I mean, who's to say what, what would have happened if I did end up drinking or whatever? I mean, it might just be fine. But um, but in terms of the younger me, you're kind of a more fragile person, a more insecure person. So I think that's a situation where my self-awareness allowed me to understand I didn't need to succumb to those those external pressures to, to be okay in the, in the environment I was existing in. So that's what I'll, I'll use. What about you? Yeah, for me... Self-awareness has made my life better. I can think of a very specific situation, like the fact that I did not move to L.A. right outside of college is a good example of me being self-aware because at that time especially, I did not, like my idea was I'll just like move out there and I'll just like get into acting or something. And as somebody who very much likes control of my own destiny, um, it doesn't just like people telling me, what like how I'm supposed to value myself and as someone who doesn't deal well in a stressful financial environment like I know I know these things about me like um had I just gone out there 
immediately, I would have won, just been kind of resentful. I would have probably been stressed out all the time. And it just, it would not have fit my personality type. And, but could this be a situation where your self-awareness prevented you from taking a risk or going towards something? Yeah. So as soon as I was saying this point, that thought crossed my mind and yes, it's always possible. Yeah. It's always possible that that could be the case, but I feel extremely confident in this specific case that this is something that was the right decision at the time. And if I had to do this, like now, if I had to do the same thing, I, I mean, I could probably do it now, but I just think like knowing myself on the fact that it'd be really hard to get into a routine if I was just a full-time actor, um, knowing that I'm not like just knowing my personality type in the situation, I feel like has benefited me a lot. Uh, I also think like my self-awareness has helped in relationships. Like when I've dated someone and I've been like, you know, I really like this person, but realistically we don't like we don't fundamentally agree on things that are very important so i've been able to like exit a relationship when maybe someone else might just keep going with it and that is something ah. i mean we, we could do an entire episode easily on self-awareness and relationships but yeah just having that self-awareness to see like there's no big picture that i don't want to drag this on um it was pretty helpful as well and I don't know, those are just a couple of specific examples for me have been relationships and then just pursuing something that maybe wouldn't be in alignment with what was going to make me happy. I actually had that that exact example happen with me in a relationship where I actually had the dialogue with this person because we had kind of had this off and on thing for a while, um, for a lot of years, and we both were into each other and uh, cared about each other but there were just a couple fundamental differences in our worldview. And when you think about like having kids with a person like that, it can get kind of dicey. How are you going to, how are you going to raise your kids? Is someone going to have to compromise their set of beliefs to raise the kids? And, and so, um, I think that the, the honest conversation that we had to have through the self-awareness was, you know, Hey, I, I, I do really care about you. I, I will remain being friends with you, but let's be honest with ourselves. We're, we're not going to work out for those things that in a relationship we probably want down the line. And some, one of us is going to have to sacrifice who we are for the other. And that's just not, I don't think it's appropriate. So I think this is one of the, the things that people are probably the worst at being self-aware on. I feel like so many relationships, someone immediately starts talking to me about, they're like, man, we're having these problems and they list them off. I'm like, these are not just like small problems. These are huge fundamental disagreements that are not going to work in the long run. Yeah. And it blows my mind sometimes on people who literally get married sometimes when they disagree on massive things. And yes, you're not going to see eye to eye on everything. But sometimes I'm just like, okay, if you disagree this much on this important stuff, don't you think that's actually a big problem? Right. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for me to say something? <laughs> no, I was trying to decide on who should read the next part. I, can I was it. like, man, this is a lot of words for me to read. Uh, uh, <laughs> use your freaking words, man. Say, could you read this part for me, Brandon? I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was way funnier to have a big um, we, we had a Tim and Gentry moment right there. <laughs> we just sit there in silence. <laughs> Oh, uh, my God. That's so true. All the awkward pauses in the April Fool's episode of just like, okay. 
<laughs> that happens so much. But that's one of my favorite parts. If you guys don't follow or, um, or subscribe to our YouTube channel where we do the video versions of the podcast, go to YouTube, type in Everything Must Go Podcast. It's a lot different than just listening to the episodes because you get to see us sometimes, like, parts that we, that we cut out, we don't cut out on the YouTube videos. And specifically, the Everything Must Ghost episode that we did for April Fool's is way better in the video version. So check us out on YouTube. <laughs> for sure. Um, okay, so why do people tend to ignore their strengths and instead lean toward what other people want from them? Uh, in addition, do you think it's a lack of self-awareness, lack of self-confidence, or something else entirely? Um, I think people tend to ignore their strengths. Kind of as we've talked about before, people go towards um, acceptance a lot of times. <laughs> um, Miguel with the comments. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys uh, haven't ever watched us do a live stream on Instagram, you should check it out. A lot of times inside jokes uh, get brought up. So, uh, <laughs> we do live shows and this happens. <laughs> I think people in general just like to conform to things a lot of times because they're afraid of things. And I think a lot of times it's like a lack of self-confidence. I think people struggle with self-confidence a lot. So a lot of times when people just uh, ignore their strengths, whether it's maybe they could be a very successful music artist or just very successful at something. Uh, if it's not conventional, I think that it's self-confidence that kind of holds people back. So could there be something else in there that, that causes the problems too? Yes, but I think that that's mostly what I think it is. What about you? Uh, well, I don't think it's... Uh I mean, you can look at people who have upbringings that are very rigid and they're kind of pushed into a life that maybe ignores their strengths. A lot of, um, I, I talked with uh, a friend of mine who is in one of my classes and her boyfriend, uh, ha, uh, his family's Indian and their, their culture is just a little different than, uh, you know, this Midwestern culture and uh, a millennial culture of kind of finding your passion and doing your passion. So they like wanted their son to be a surgeon and he just wasn't, it, it was not what was going to work for him, but he still ended up going to medical school and, and to do that job because that's what his parents wanted. And I don't think that was necessarily, I mean, could we say it's a lack of confidence? Maybe, but it's also like there, there is that dynamic of you want to, make your parents proud of you and and that the authority figure uh type things sometimes those situations can get away from you and then you get too deep in it and it's hard to to work your way out of it i i not to not to dim, um diminish what you're saying I, I do think a lot of times the self-confidence or lack thereof can come into play when it comes to a, a um i do have a rebuttal too uh I do, like based on this specific scenario uh, can come to a, um, uh, a an avoidance of the confrontation, but um, yeah, I mean it's there are other situations. But yeah, let's hear your rebuttal. Okay, but don't you think that specifically uh, in this case that he should have self awareness to know that it's not a sustainable model for him to live a life to try to make other people happy because I'm not that's saying kind that of he shouldn't have that but it's really easy for you and not in a situation where there's that amount of pressure 
in in that environment to to just say oh well he should just have this self-awareness and he should just be okay with that and, and do his own thing it's not always that easy for people no, it should be the easiest thing ever. <laughs> no, I, I I get it. I get it. I, I agree. It's like if it he, wasn't if hard. He is self aware of it. He speaks with his his girlfriend about it, but he also is like, I I have a responsibility to my parents and to my culture to be a respectable profession, and that's what they want me to be. So there's that aspect of it as well. I mean, you have proof every day of your life. If it was that easy to just be do exactly what you want in your life, then everyone would do it. But obviously, they don't. <laughs> well, which <laughs> brings me to our like last topic of the episode. What do you think prevents self-awareness? Is it the way we are wired, or do you think that it's a learned thing? Uh, again, it could be both. Um, the way we are wired, some people... We've talked about the, the ignorance bliss. Ignorance is bliss, people. There are some people that just don't really think about things. They're just kind of go, 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 do, do, do. It, it doesn't really cross their mind. And and um, and so they, they, they fit within certain roles in their life. And then I think there's also, uh, when it comes to a learned thing, um, I think sometimes it can be hard to look yourself in the mirror or hard to pay attention to um, what why might you might have fallen short in a why you might have fallen short in a situation or something and so it's just easier to avoid coming to grips with with who you are or maybe you don't like who you are um but a part of who we are is just kind of we don't really control it we just we just are who we are sometimes and uh not that we can't make adjustments or grow or anything like that but there there's a certain aspect of us of our um I guess our makeup that that is just at our core we are these certain people and so it might be a situation where it's they tried to like look at themselves and be okay with that but now they didn't like what they saw and so they now avoid it because they they don't want to face it anymore you know so it could be a uh, either of those situations what do you think see i i actually think that uh, part of self-awareness, I, I definitely think... I mean, I agree with the fact I think it's both of them. But I almost think that a big part of self-awareness is just you experience things. I feel like if when you experience things, you're just going to become more aware of, like, more things. Like, when you've had more people tell you that you're not... Or when you've, when you've found, like, yourself in more situations where you things don't go your way, then you reevaluate. You're like, oh, man, I really thought I was good at this, but now that I'm around this group and they're all better than me, maybe I'm not as good as I think. And then all of a sudden you're like more self-aware. It's kind of like, you've, you've probably been in this situation before where you've, you've either been this person or you've seen someone. I had, I had actually a specific, a specific example the other day where there was a guy who was like, anyone want to challenge me to ping pong? And someone said, like, oh yeah, like 100%, like I'll never lose at ping pong. But they didn't know that this person was like a borderline professional ping pong player before. And they were like really cocky thinking that they were gonna win. And I remember I, that a similar situation like that happened to me. When I first went to UT, I would play ping pong all the time. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm pretty decent at ping pong and I just get my ass kicked. <laughs> I was going in there like, oh, I, I got this, I got this. 
I wasn't very good because I hadn't faced, I guess, actually good table tennis players. Uh, and I learned the hard way. And um, I think, yeah, that's what I think. Ping pong. So, <laughs> so with, with this example that you're using, so you would consider yourself, you weren't self-aware just because there were better people than you? You didn't think that there were better people than you in the world at ping okay, pong? Okay, Maybe this is how. <laughs> maybe, you thought maybe you were the to, best ping pong player that's ever played the game. Okay, maybe maybe let me explain this. <laughs> I think maybe maybe self awareness is a spectrum. <laughs> maybe like you have a potential to be more self aware. Like I think like I am wired to be more self aware because I think I have a good ability to critically analyze a situation. And that part is where um, I greatly benefit. Um, you know what? Maybe I'm thinking actually more. No, now I'm thinking about this. Maybe it's wired is actually more important. <laughs> it can be both. You don't have to wired. have one is more, wired more, is more important. important. It's wired is more important. Why? Yeah, I think I think people are just wired to be self-aware. Because I'm thinking about all these all these people in my life who just are so not self-aware and I'm like what's the commonality here and it's they're just they're just not wired for it I don't know you know you know their genetic makeup and you're just like these guys I've been studying the, the, I've been their doing, wires I've been doing the science <laughs> their wires aren't I was up. mixing some potions together you mixing some potions <laughs> I was mixing some potions in a lab <laughs> and the results spoke to the fact that this person could not possibly be self-aware uh here's the deal okay your wires show that you're the best ping pong player in the history of ping pong. And I don't know how you lost to anybody at UT. You, must have, had an, you must have had an off day. Dude, let's get back to the basics. <laughs> get back yeah. to the basics. <laughs> what are your final thoughts on this topic? Uh, final thoughts is I, I would encourage people to have a desire to become self-aware. I think that um, in a lot of situations... I, I think it, just in general, it's it's like if your if your car breaks down or your car isn't running the way that you want to, you got to open the hood and find out what's going on there. You know, and if you develop an understanding of what makes cars work, you're going to have a better understanding of how to operate it and make it function. And I think that's a a, a comparable analogy to. That's kind of redundant. That's an analogy to being a person. Like if you open the hood a little bit and, and take a look around at what makes you tick and who you are, I think you might have a better chance to, to function efficiently and and uh, be happy with the decisions that you make and the person that you are. And it's also, um, I, I uh, for, for people who might avoid this because they're afraid to find, I, I see in so many people a lack of, um, I guess giving themselves credit. Maybe it's maybe it's because of social media's rise and 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 we compare ourselves in so many different ways to people who are on social media or you know whatever it could be. Um, but people a lot of times will think that they're not worth anything. That their self worth is very low. And I just uh, I feel like sometimes you just need to give yourself some more credit. You know you're gonna make mistakes. You're not gonna be perfect. But it's okay to be who you are and. Uh, I know this is like really cheesy, whatever, but I, 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 those are my final thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I, my final thoughts. I think that's that self awareness is one of the most 
important things that you can establish about yourself. Once you are self-aware, I feel like you've just taken things to the next level. I feel like most really successful people have an element of self-awareness. They honed in on what they were good at. They kept going towards it. They shut other people out. Because when you're self-aware, you don't, you don't get as distracted by the outside noises because you, you know what's going on. Uh, and I think that's pretty beneficial. And I think that self-awareness and self-confidence are very related because when you're self-aware, you focus on your strengths and you become a more self-confident person. And I think for me, in my life, it has benefited me greatly. I think it's actually one of my biggest strengths in life is that I am a self-aware person and uh, it's allowed me to not go towards things that wouldn't have worked. Yep. As well, at least. Cool. Um, well, you added this uh, last little portion onto our our show here, so let's let's kick it off. What we want to talk about our recommendations for things that we might be watching, whether it's movies or shows, or maybe even music that we're listening to. So, what do you got for the, the Everything Must Ghosts? <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Everything Must Ghost. Um, or did we call yeah. them just the ghosts? What was our? We talked about our fans of the Everything Must Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Followers are just the ghosts. <laughs> the ghosts. So we do believe in ghosts because we believe in our followers. So. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, ooh, did we just come up with a tagline there? That's, that's kind of, it's nice. Could be nice. Could be nice. Could be nice. Um, what am I listening to, watching, or, you know, what's what am I consuming right now at this moment? Not as much as I should be, uh, which is something we've, we've talked about. A lot of cock. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we got to make an edit here. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that in, <laughs> dude. You you do you. You oh, do man. you. Um, <laughs> dude, Luke Voigt. That's you, all I got. What about you? <laughs> you said consuming, dude. I I couldn't. It was for the sake of comedy, man. I had dude, to say it. Check out Luke Voigt. He's a baseball player. He's really good. And check out the sport of cricket. I looked it up earlier today. It's a lot like baseball, and it's, like, weirdly similar to baseball. There's, like, innings and stuff, and I don't know. It's weird. What about you? <laughs> um, well, for anyone that hasn't seen Avengers Endgame, I know this isn't a big, oh, I'm going to show you guys a new new world. I would definitely go say see it, especially if you've seen the other ones. The arc of the characters in, that, uh, in this final... Uh, Avengers movie. Uh, I guess I don't know if it's going to be the final one, but uh, it's it's pretty incredible. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Game of Thrones is obviously uh, still kicking. I really enjoyed the last episode, which was the battle for Winterfell. At the time of the uh, release of this episode, though, there will be a new um, new Game of Thrones episode out. So, um, in terms of other stuff, oh, a comedian that I encourage everybody to check out is Nate Bargatze. I've been listening to a special on Netflix. Um, I've listened to it like four times. I freaking think it's hilarious. You guys should definitely check it out. And then music, um, an artist that I just recently uh, found is J.P. Sachs. It's J.P., just the letters, and then Sachs is S-A-X-E. I don't know if that's actually how you pronounce it. I'm guessing it is. But um, he's got a song called 25 in Barcelona, and uh, I've been listening to that song on repeat. So check that out. And... uh, yeah, that's that's all I got for recommendations. So, oh yeah, cool. All right, 
Um, yeah, so thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, next episode will actually be on, I, I mentioned social media earlier, we're going to talk about social media's impact on body image specifically. Um, so if you guys want to follow us, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter at EMG pod, definitely subscribe to our YouTube channel, everything must go podcast. Uh, we've been posting these, uh, we, we now do Twitch streams of the podcast and then post them on our YouTube page. So you can see our beautiful faces while we have these incredible discussions, <laughs> which I know everybody loves. Um, otherwise, uh, subscribe, follow, give us a review or a like on uh, any podcast app that you use. Um, and then if you want to send any comments or questions, obviously we are available uh, through Instagram or those social media outlets. But we also have an email, emgpod at gmail.com. Or you can give us uh, a call and leave us a voicemail at 513-427-EMG5. Again, that is 513-427-EMG5. So thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we'll talk to you soon. Take it easy.